The Deal with Yield is a podcast series covering the issues that matter most in crop production. Tune in to episodes on iTunes and thedealwithyield.com. Welcome to The Deal with Yield with our host, Kyle Reiner, Winfield United Master Agronomy Advisor. Joining us in the studio today is Sarah Smelzer, Regional Agronomist for Winfield United based in Missouri, to share advice for optimal cotton production in 2018. Sarah, what steps can cotton farmers take to preserve their soil and help prevent erosion during the winter? In terms of what people care about in cotton, obviously it's going to be yield. And that's either measured in pounds or in bales. So it takes about 500 pounds to make a bale. So you have yield ranges across the cotton belt from, you know, less than one bale all the way up to four bales plus. And, I mean, that average, you know, that averages out to about two bales. That's some pretty simple math. And that can really vary. Now, when a guy's picking out what cottonseed that he wants to choose, he's going to look at quality factors. So he's going to look at his length, his strength, and then the micronair. So the length is legitimately that length of the fiber of the cotton. The strength is exactly what it sounds like, how strong it is. And then the micronair is how thick it is. When bowls are being created or those fibers are being created, you start out just in that order. You start with your length and you build that first. And then your strength comes into play and then your micronair. So from a management standpoint, it becomes really important to be aware of where your cotton is stage-wise and what the thickness is getting to versus the top because I absolutely 100% would rather protect my position one bowl, which is going to be the first bowl off of the main stem on that first fruiting branch. So that's the one that's going to bring me the most bang for my buck. And over time, if you let that cotton mature too long, then you end up with really thick. And that micronair is going to be in a range. So we like to see that range around four and a half. You don't want to see it above 4.9 because you start to see docks at the gin if you get too high on your micronair. But that's that same piece on you don't really necessarily want it too low either because you miss the bulk of the market or the your end user because when you're thinking about cotton it's a little bit different than corn or soybeans where you know yields the main component right when you're talking cotton you there's all kinds of different uses for it and so you may have like with your blue jeans right so your blue jeans are a little rougher and so that can have a higher mic rating. Now, if you are wearing a real soft shirt or you want really high thread count sheets, you want a low mic. So that comes into play because the lower the mic, the smoother the fabric. So when it comes to variety selection, you know, if I'm looking at the cropland lineup, I'm going to consider three different varieties, and those will range from an early to a full, as well as there's a couple of experimentals out there that once we get that quality data back on those from production at the end of this season, then we'll decide if we're going to move forward with those varieties. So to start out, start with the earliest one, which is 3475. It's a Bull Guard 2, meaning that 
there's protection against bullworms and armyworms. You're going to have the bull guard protection. So there's the two cry proteins in there that are protecting from the worms. But then they're also extend flex. So that's a triple stack in the cropland bag. That's going to be dicamba, glyphosate, and liberty tolerant as well. So with 3475, it's a little bit shorter in stature, which is nice because cotton is a perennial crop. So it wants to be a tree. But we say, no, you can't be a tree. We're going to make you an annual, and we're going to stunt your growth all season long and try to put as many bowls. We're trying to exploit that plant to have as many bowls as possible on it. So you'll see a shorter stature in 3475. It has a really large seed, which provides some excellent vigor, so it's going to come out of the ground fairly quickly. From a staple standpoint, it's 37, so that's your length. On your strength, it's 30 to 31, and we basically want our strength anywhere above 28, because if your strength's below 28, then those fibers will break and your cotton's really no good at that point. Mills and clothing manufacturers don't have as much of a use for it. So the Micronair comes out between about 4.5 to 4.6, and your Micronair is really going to be genetics-driven on any of these crops. There's not much you can do in terms of getting your Micronair down. All you can do is prevent it from going back up. So that's going to be that early to early mid variety. Then moving into an early mid-season variety, we have 3527. It's in a little bit more limited quantity than what we have with 3475 this year. But its placement is that sandy soil from Alabama, Missouri, Texas, and maybe up through the Texas panhandle. So more so through there. And that's just because it's an earlier season variety. Like 3475 I mentioned earlier is going to be that Carolinas through the Missouri Boot Hill over to the Texas Panhandle as well. So when I'm talking about 3527, you can take it a little farther south um, through that Alabama-Mississippi territory. So 3527 is also going to be really good on your late season um, verticillium wilt. So in some of our bacterial blights, it's also considered a storm-tolerant variety. So this is one that... I'm not going to worry about quite as much if I see a weather event that's going to do some damage. I'm I'm not going to worry about this field as much as maybe 3475. If I'm planting 3475 and I know that the hurricane's coming up from the Gulf, then I am absolutely going to try to get that cotton picked first because... I mean, a storm, what it'll do to cotton is just absolutely, it'll rip those fibers out of the bowl. So we want to make sure we get it out before that happens. But when you're on a variety that has a storm tolerance, there's a little more, exactly like it says, tolerance uh, to keep the locks together and in the bowl and to keep the cotton on the plant till you can get to it with the picker. So one other variety that I hadn't mentioned yet is 3885, and that's going to be our true mid to our late season variety. So you see that in what we call, you know, the Smile or the Gulf Coast. So we'll see that in the southern end of the Panhandle and down kind of in the San Angelo area, but that's going to be our really our meat and potatoes in the Georgia and South Carolina market. But the thing about 3885 is you absolutely have to get in at that four to five leaf stage and kick it in the teeth. Because if if you don't, you're going to have a tree. So you got to be really early with your picks. So that's your growth regulator, you know, that's going to stack your nodes on top of one another and keep your sh- plant a little bit shorter. So we're going to get the picks on it a little bit early right before we come back in and do tissue sampling and really start focusing on those bowls. 
So the staple on that would look at, uh, we're looking at around 37. The strength is about a 31. So again, remember I said I wanted above 28. And then the mic is that 4.5 to 4.6 range. So right in the sweet spot for your Micronair. So Sarah, trade advancements up here in, in corn and soybeans come a long ways. Tell me a little bit about the trade advancements from the cotton perspective. So, you know, I think corn's the big baby, you know, in the industry. And so we've seen a lot of advancements there. And now we're into marker-assisted breeding with corn. And that has now trickled down to the cotton market as well. So we're doing that in our breeding process. And But from a trait perspective, we're moving from a Bolgard 2 to a Bolgard 3. So that adds an, an additional mode of action for control on your bollworms and your, your armyworms. And that's important because we're starting to see that slip across the cotton belt. So with your defoliants, are you using any products in there to get it deeper in the canopy or or moving off target? Uh, Do you guys use any products down there to keep your product within the field? Yeah, absolutely. So you see guys swapping back and forth, um, either one using interlock or master lock, whether that's in their defoliation process or, you know, in some of their there's herbicide applications. I mean, you know, I know dicamba is a huge concern and has been a huge concern in the last couple of years. We've been growing Extend Flex cotton for, I think we're going on three or four years now. So we're pretty used to that technology, I guess. So obviously with that, you're going to use something that's going to be approved. Now, I think states are starting to get obviously concerned from a lot of the complaints that we're turning this year. But with any of those products, I mean, absolutely using the right adjuvant, making sure that, you know, if you're using dicamba in season, that you're using a gore-based product like on target. Along with, you can mix in interlock in there with the on target as well. It works just fine. It's an approved tank mix partner. So I didn't know anything about cotton prior to this deal with yield episode. So I was watching some YouTube specials. On there, and, and fun facts that I learned: of three quarters, three quarter of the actual piece of money or piece of paper is made out of cotton, and I did not know that. Yeah, so that's Kyle, kind of a neat that's, deal. that's why it doesn't dissolve when you accidentally put it through the washing machine. Well, sometimes I think my money does dissolve as fast as it goes. <laughs> yeah, so I heard you um, had a little modern Marvels episode watch. Tell me about that. What'd you see? Yeah, you know, there was a lot of interesting facts as far as where cottons come from, and whole process of all that stuff so it's the evolution has come a long ways there's still some things i question go why don't you do this and and you just say just because we don't i'm like oh that makes a lot of sense but yeah we used to have square wheels and now we're round and someday (laughs) they might be made of rubber down there where should farmers go for more information on cotton variety selection in management practices so i would definitely talk to their trusted advisor at their local retail location and they can also check out cropland.com and click on the cotton section and they'll get some information on the new ones that are out in our Bellguard 3 as well. You've been listening to The Deal with Yield with Kyle Reiner, Winfield United Master Agronomy Advisor. And joining us in the studio today was agronomist Sarah Smelzer. For additional episodes of The Deal with Yield, visit iTunes and thedealwithyield.com. 